The Adam Crowley Show. Love you, 970 ESPN. It's Adam your- Crowley, I think it is. He's a good guy. He really is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know? And now we're talking about a weekly spot on the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are open. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. The Pirates are like your cheating girlfriend that you keep giving chance after chance after chance after chance. The first time, you guys hadn't been dating that long. Maybe you weren't exclusive. She had a little too much to drink and her ex-boyfriend came over to deliver Chinese food. Okay, you give her a pass. I'm sorry. The next time it happens, she cries and she's smoking hot. So you're thinking, okay, I'll give her another chance because I love that body. And yeah, she might have been screwing her ex, but at least I still get to have my fun. After that, really, after the first time, if you're the dude who keeps going back to her, if you let her stick around in your life, then in my opinion, you're at least a little bit at fault. Maybe more than a little bit at fault. The Pirates feed you bull bleep year after year, press conference after press conference, from the owner to the president to the general manager, and they expect you to eat it up. And while many of you on Twitter.com and who have called the show have said that you're not eating it up, I'd be willing to bet that there are still a fair number of people whose butts are in the seats at PNC Park this summer. Don't let it be you. I don't like telling my listeners how to spend their money. I don't. I don't like people telling me how to spend my money. But if you really love the Pirates, the best thing for you to do is to not go to any games this summer. The best thing that you could do is not watch them on TV. I know that I love beer, but every year there's a month that I give up beer. It helps with the bloating. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself. And it gives my liver a rest. I love beer, but I know in the long run it's probably best for me. And if I want to continue to drink beer, maybe taking that month off might prolong my beer drinking abilities. If you're a Pirates fan, a real Pirates fan, maybe not showing up for a summer is the best thing that you can do. Maybe not buying into the BS for once is the best thing that you can do. Here's what Bob Nutting had to say yesterday about the Pirates' chances to win a championship. We really do respect the fans, appreciate the ah! passion. We understand their anger. We understand their frustration. We really did take that into account in this decision. It didn't make anything easier. Uh, but at the end of the day, we needed to come back to how do we bring talent in for the long haul in the organization? How do we make sure that we're building a sustainable winner? How do we do the right thing for the franchise over time? In this case, it created a very challenging decision. And I would ask the fans to recognize that we all, Neil, Frank, myself, and Clint, have the best interest of the Pittsburgh Pirates at heart. We believe this move will help us be competitive and bring a championship back to Pittsburgh. That's always the thing he tacks on the end and bring a championship back to Pittsburgh. Yet when the Pirates actually had an opportunity to bring a championship back to Pittsburgh, 
They didn't go out and add to the team. After the 98-win season, the Pirates came back with a bad rotation. They didn't add. They subtracted. It's not a way to run a franchise if you actually do want to win a World Series, Bob. He's the worst, Dave. Just listen to him talk. When he speaks, it just makes my skin crawl and my hairs stand up. I would like to smack him across the face. That's illegal, of course, but I'd love to. Love to pull his hair right off his head. But you can't do that. He's a liar. He cares about the bottom line. We all know this. We've all acknowledged this. We all say this. But if they somehow fall bass backwards into a contender this year, if they somehow find a way to be a team that's fighting for a wild card spot, it's only because of luck. It's only because the guys they went out and got to help them in the long run wound up being better than they thought they would be right now. So please, Pirate fans, if you want to see any kind of change, hit them where it hurts. Don't go to the ball games. Don't watch on TV. Make them sweat. Because just saying that you're not going to go and just saying that you're pissed doesn't do anything. It doesn't. It's like telling your best friend that you're going to break up with a cheating girlfriend and your friend every time rolling their eyes. I'm the friend in this circumstance. I'm the one rolling my eyes. Okay, I'm going to leave. I'm sorry. But you're not. You won't leave. You don't leave. You never do. Every single year, you still go to that ballpark. And attendance did dip last year, but more than enough people went for Bob Nutting to make his profit. For Bob Nutting to make his nut. You're just complaining to complain. And you're not actually trying to take any action. And you reward a guy who doesn't care. Beyond the fact that he's always lying, the other thing that kind of hurts to my soul is that Bob Nutting probably believes he's right. Neil Huntington probably believes he's right. Frank Coonley probably believes he's right. They all probably think that this is the best way to run the Pirates organization. But as I pointed to in the last segment, man, Kansas City went for it and they won. Cleveland went for it a couple of years ago with Andrew Miller and they almost won. They were up three games to one in the World Series. Then last year they had a great team, won a bunch of games in a row, and they had brought in Jay Bruce and in the offseason they paid a lot of money to Edwin Encarnacion. They added Edwin to the team that wound up going to the World Series. And then at the deadline, they bring in Jay Bruce. They try to bolster their chances at winning a championship after they fell short the prior year. And it doesn't guarantee anything, but it at least shows you that the ownership group has your back. And it shows you that there's a commitment to excellence. When the Pirates had their opportunity, they didn't go for it. And over the years, and going back to this year, they haven't treated you with that much respect either. Just like that cheating girlfriend. No respect. Uh, Think about this year. 
where Neil Huntington said, if you want us to spend money, and I'm paraphrasing here, you got to show up to the ballpark. You know who showed up in Cleveland until their winning streak? No one. They had a lower attendance than the Pirates did. Bob Nutting blames the economics of baseball, but would absolutely not do anything to change said economics because the revenue sharing, the TV money, all winds up lining his pockets. Bob Nutting didn't care about you. Bob Nutting didn't care about the team. Bob Nutting cares about Bob Nutting. Fact. Fact. And because he cares about himself, why would he try to change the economics of baseball? Not to mention, using the economics of baseball as a meat shield is such an ass thing to do. Because, as I already told you, Cleveland, small market. They found a way. Kansas City, small market. They found a way. The Rays went to a couple of World Series. They found a way. The Pirates? No. And then he feeds us BS like this. When Lance Lysowski asks a good question. Bob, each club is reportedly getting money from the sale of MLB Advanced Media. With that and some of the payroll has been cut, what would you say to a fan who would question where that money is going and some of the payroll that you guys have shed? Yeah, well, certainly on the uh, on the VAMTEC uh, distribution, that's a one-time distribution. No decision's been made on where that's going to go. But we need, in addition to infusing talent, to continue to support the player facilities, the overall team operations facilities, capital improvements that we've been able to do, but no decisions been made on those. He's the 10th richest owner in Major League Baseball. The guy's a savvy businessman. He's a billionaire. He knows what he's doing with the $50 million. He just doesn't want to show you. He doesn't want to tell you. Then you got Neil Huntington saying, quote, the Garrett Cole trade did not dramatically impact our potential to win the World Series this year. This McCutcheon trade does not dramatically impact our potential to win the World Series this year. And while I agree, because they weren't going to win the World Series with them, he then, out of the other side of his mouth, or Bob Nutting said out of the other side of his mouth, that the Pirates could surprise you this year. Think about the 2013 bunch, they said. Well, couldn't we have thought about that with McCutcheon and Garrett Cole? If that's the 2018 plan, they need a new plan. If the 2018 plan is, we could surprise people, that's terrible job from the front office. And it is terrible job. By the front office. Huntington then went on to say, quote, This is a young, talented team that is going to be fun to watch, and they're going to go out and fight every single night to honor these fans and to respect and appreciate the anger that they feel right now and turn that anger into sold-out, loud playoff PNC Park. Eat my shorts, Neil. Bob also basically said yesterday that the Pirates aren't going to be able to keep any players like McCutcheon when they get near free agency. So none of this is going to change. Does it make you a bad fan not to go to Pirate Games? 412-922-2874. I say no. I think it makes you a bad fan to go. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. More on that and the Stillers next with Will Graves from the Associated Press. You're listening to the Crowley Show. 
As we speak, Andrew McCutcheon is sitting next to Bruce Bochy wearing a Giants hat. And it makes my soul hurt. McCutcheon just said this, quote, Very happy to be a part of this organization. It's an organization that knows what winning is all about. I'm very excited to be here to be a Giant. End quote. Right in the feels. Joining me now to discuss that debacle and the other debacle that took place on Sunday is our buddy from the Associated Press. He is Will Graves. Will, this is a bad time to be a Pittsburgh sports fan, I would say. Uh, Unfortunately, a bad time to be a WVU Hoops fan. (laughs) I opened the show with that today, not to dive into it in all that much detail, but on Saturday morning, they were 15-1, and number two team in the country. They were up by 11 on the number eight team in the country, lost to them, and they're up by 16 to Kansas, and they lose to them. That sucks. It's just been a terrible weekend. Uh, yeah, this has been, this is, it. it's not good. It, it, it's, uh, 2018 is making 2017 look like Camelot at this point, so. It is. Uh, Will, before we get to the pirate stuff, Ben Roethlisberger spoke today for the final time on the Crook and Phony show. And he said that he does not have the ability to go to the line and call a quarterback sneak. He also said that it's not in the playbook. So let me attack this two different ways. One, if it's not in the playbook, then the offensive coordinator should be fired. Two, Ben Roethlisberger is kidding all of us and himself if he doesn't think he has full autonomy to do whatever the bleep he wants to do. The Steelers let him do whatever the bleep he wants to do off the field. They let him say stuff. They let him do whatever the bleep he wants to do on the field. He's made a career of improvisation. So I think that's BS. Yes. Okay, moving on (laughs) to the Pirates. I mean, look, I I just think this guy, he's a politician, you know, and that that segment is a 20-minute ad every week, right? And... This allows him, you know, this, these are his last comments of public record. When we get a press release sometime in the next couple of weeks, it says Randy Fickner is the new offensive coordinator. You know, Todd can, you know, Ben can say, look, I don't have any problem with Todd. And, and I want to be clear here. I mean, they've had a pretty good relationship in terms of production. Okay. I mean, Todd, Todd Haley has helped with Ben Roethlisberger put up the kind of numbers that are going to make him a Hall of Fame quarterback. If he continued on the track where he was the first, you know, seven, eight years of his career where he's a pretty good passer, but it's like, well, they're a running team and they're this and they're that. I mean, he gets in the Hall of Fame because he won a couple of Super Bowls on teams with ridiculous defenses, by the way, and, and he played great against Arizona. But, I mean, Todd made him, you know, he's in the top ten in passing all time, top ten in, t- you know, getting there towards touchdowns, getting into those all-time records because of Todd Haley, okay? We're never going to hear that, but that's the truth. He gets hit less. He's more productive. That is part of the design. And whose job is it to come up with the design? It's Todd Haley's job to come up with the design. So do you agree? That being, do you that agree? being said, okay. and I'll, I'll, one last little thing, one last little thing. That being said, sometimes these things run their course. It's been six years. I like Todd. I'm kind of over the, the passive-aggressive drama between the two and ready to move on. So, 
Couldn't agree more. I think sometimes you just overstay your welcome, and I don't even know if that's the right phrasing for Todd, but sometimes things just get stale, and sometimes you need a change just for the sake of change. I really believe that, and if Randy would keep the same scheme intact, just have a more friendly relationship with Ben Roethlisberger, then I think it would probably be worth it. But backtracking just a bit here, is it not ludicrous that they haven't had quarterback sneaks in the playbook for 40 freaking games, Will? I mean, I think the Patriots are laughing. They have to be. It's such an easy, efficient play that, frankly, doesn't put the quarterback in all that much risk because nobody gets a running start at him. Right. I mean, I agree. It's funny, though, how, like, that's not Ben being Ben, right? <laughs> I mean, I get it. If you want to protect your invest when you got a lot invested in this guy, he, look, he's a Hall of Famer. I, I've never said that he's not a good quarterback uh and i his some of his teammates seem to respect him a great deal i just think that i'm sort of again exhausted by the the just the the politics of the whole thing yeah look he at any point nobody's going to complain if he taps pouncy on the butt and moves forward three feet and they get a first down <laughs> and if they do if somebody does you know then that's if Todd says, well, you know, he kind of went rogue there, well, then guess what? Then you can you can go at Todd. It's a no-lose situation for Ben to tap Pouncey on the butt and call a quarterback snake. There is zero loss in there for him. So it's, it's an odd. The whole thing is just odd. It's odd. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. As for the Pirates, Will, will people still go? Will PNC Park be, let's say, 85% full uh, for weekend games throughout the season, should people mm. still go? Look, I mean, it's a it's a personal choice. Uh, people can be mad at Bob Nutting, um, and, and and I get it. Every business owner, though, has the right to run his business the way that he sees fit, uh, and you have the right to whether you want to patronize that business or not. Does that mean if you're a major league baseball fan, you say I'm not going to spend my twenty five bucks to go to the Pirates game? I mean, yeah, it, it, is it, does that suck if you're a, a baseball fan that wants to go to baseball games but have a philosophical difference and anger at the way that the business is run? Yeah. Um, it does suck, but he can – I mean, you know what they say, don't hate the player, hate the game. I mean, this is sort of the game, you know, and it, he, they're not the only club that does this. I mean, I'll be very interested to see where Kansas City is at, um, after, you know, when the hot stove finally gets going – they got a bunch. They won a World Series with a, by the way, with a record that over the three year stretch that was worse from 13 to 15, that was worse than the Pirates. The Royals got the two World Series and won one. They did, okay. but they also tried to go in when they were at that point. They went out and they got Johnny Cueto. The Pirates did nothing like that. I mean, well, Cueto was the fact. I mean, Jay, they went and got Jay Happ, and Jay Happ was a world beater. Marlon Bird was a difference maker for them in 13. I don't yeah, but Jay Happ, was, Jay Happ was an accident. I mean, even they did not know Jay Happ was going to be that good. I mean, look, they got they got Russ Martin. They got, they got uh, Burnett. I mean, like, they, they took chances that paid off. I, I mean, it's, and I said it and I said it last summer when they should when they blew it up the first time. Or, 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 I said, because Neil built it once, Given he has earned the right to build it again, I just think they should have blown it up over the summer instead of waiting till now. I mean, that's the sort of half-hearted attempt to get a wild card with 82 wins or whatever the hell happened last summer. I've already blocked it out. You know, I just wish they would have started sooner because if you're going to get back there, and I'm not saying they are, but if you're going to get back there, the longer you wait to do it, the longer it takes to get there. So I, I don't know. I mean, from an attempt, look, my kid likes to go to baseball games. He's got favorite players on other teams. Those guys play here. 
we're probably going to go to a couple games this year. So you asked and, Will, Gra- uh, you're Will Graves, but you asked yeah. Bob Nutting <laughs> what it will take for the Pirates to break the cycle of develop and sell when it gets too costly. And the answer you got was, quote, I think you'd have a fundamental redesign of the economics of baseball. That's not what we're going to have. And, quote, here's why we're not going to have it. Because the small market teams wouldn't want to trade their positions for anything, I would imagine, right? They have to like the fact that they get the revenue-sharing money. They have to like that they get to keep their payroll small, and they get this cash they can then line their pockets with. Uh, The small market teams, unless they're trying to compete year in and year out, don't have any incentive they don't have any reason to try to change this system. Bob Nutting surely doesn't. No, and it's uh, like I said, that's the you know people pointed out. Well, Bob paid for the you know voted for the CBA. Uh, that's true, and so did the guys in you know Milwaukee and and um, Kansas City and Miami, um, other places. I mean Tampa Bay. So, you know, I mean I. It's not worth it. To, I think it would be great if there was a baseball, a salary cap in baseball. But the guys that run the business, and you know, they'll always point out, "Hey, there are these outliers. Look what the Twins did last year. Look what the Pirates did from 13 to 15. They never ranked higher than 23rd in payroll and made the the playoffs three times." So the problem is, you can't look at it and say, "Well, this model doesn't work," because it does. Because teams with, you know, with with modest payrolls do you know, make, have breakthroughs. The problem is, you know, those owners, for the most part, decide that they don't want to, you know, double down and, and extend the window. They, you know, it's funny. I wrote a story in 2015 at the end of the season. I talked to Omar Minaya, uh, who was with the Mets at the time, and he said, look, you've got a 68-year window for when you start. Well, Neil started in 2007. That window was 13 to 15, and they, look, they had the second-best record in baseball. It's bad luck. I mean, it was some bad luck. And, and a stupid decision to, to pitch Garrett Cole in the season finale against the uh, in, in 15 when they, you should have saved him for the wild or 14 when you should have saved him for the wild card. But you know it's it's it, it sucks. But the problem is you can't look at it. You look at ratings when you look at revenue for the league. It's not it hasn't hampered the league at all. So so why would the owners want to change? It? No, they have zero reason to want to change it. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. Are the Pirates trying to rebuild, or are they trying to contend right now, Will? Because to me, these trades should have been made. You should try to get rid of McCutcheon. You should try to get rid of Cole, I think, if you're going to rebuild. But they got a lot of major league-ready players in these two deals. And when I look at it, that's not the way you should have gone about it if you're Neil Huntington. If you're going to get rid of your good players then you need to get players who are going to help you in the future. Being mediocre now does nothing to help this franchise. No, I, I agree. And you look what Houston, you know, when they brought in their, their new group uh, five years ago, said, you know what, we're going to suck for a while, and we're going to intentionally suck, and it worked out for them. You know, and, and I think there's something to be – and they look at all their guys. I mean, you know, they splurged on Verlander, but it's not like they went out and spent a ton of money to bring these guys in. They developed their own guys. They got them when they were young, the Correas of the world and the Altuves of the world, and they built. And so but the problem is, I mean, Neil, I'm sure Neil went shopping uh, and had a wish list. And the problem is when people look at Houston, they don't want to give up their good young guys anymore because they realize, holy hell, we can win a World Series by going cheap. And then if you're the Yankees, you what you've done with guys like Sanchez and Judge and Gregorius and all those guys, then – when you need to fill in the, the missing pieces, you just go out and trade 
for, uh, you know, you go out and trade for uh, the kid from my, whatever. I'm sorry, it's not baseball season. The, the kid Todd Frazier. Uh, Stan, for Stan. Oh, right, right, right. So, you know, I mean, that's what they can do. That's, and that's the problem. That's exactly what the Cubs have done. The Cubs do the same thing. They built young, and then when they got there, they had the market, they had the, the, the money to go out and fill in their holes with stars. The Pirates can't do that. So you're right. I think this is like, you know, I don't blame them for trading McCutcheon or Cole. I mean, why spend $90 million to win 74 games when you can spend $70 million to win 68 games? It makes no difference. And, you know, I, and I tweeted something out that Neil said that having Cole and having McCutcheon didn't, or not having them didn't affect their odds of making the World Series that much. I mean, I get what he was saying. The problem is on Twitter, it kind of, kind of looks like he's an idiot. He was basically saying we are not World Series contenders this year, right? Um, and everybody knows that. But uh, it's—I don't know—it's it's a tight spot. It's a—it's a real tight spot, and it's interesting now with 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 social media and with everybody getting to watch stuff on your phone, and you're never at a market. I mean, I wonder if there's so much thing as like hometown allegiance anymore. You know, like my son grew, and I wrote about this morning. Um, he did a little thread on Twitter about it. I mean. You know, he, we moved here when he was two. He went to his first Pirate game when he was four. Uh, McCutcheon was his first favorite player. My son is insane about baseball at eight years old. And as soon as the bloom was off the rose of the Pirates, in the middle of 16, he switched. His best player became uh, Bryce Harper. And then when Harper got hurt last year and, and Judge started hitting all these homers, all of a sudden he loves Judge and he loves Trout. And I think there are a lot of people where their allegiances are sort of transient at this point. And baseball doesn't care as long as you're watching. So, I mean, that's, you know, what you're going to build if the Pirates go in another 20-year funk, and I'm not saying they are, but it's, it's possible. You're just going to have a bunch of people that are going to, you know, come up and just rooting for That's why you're going to have even more Cubs fans. You're going to have more Cardinal fans. You're going to have more Nats fans. And baseball doesn't care because they don't really care which team you root for as long as you root because that means they make money. So, it's weird, man. It's weird. Well, I just had a Ron Burgundy moment when you were searching for the name of Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, I couldn't think of the name either, and I looked at Joe, and Joe in my ear said Todd Frazier to mess with me, and over the air I said (laughs) Todd Frazier, because anything Joe tells me in my ear, I'm going to believe and I'm going to say. Uh, Will, really appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much, and it's been fun doing it all Steelers season. If if you'd want to do it throughout the off season, we could do that too. Yeah, I mean, you should have me in so I can just take over the whole show instead of just twenty minutes. Okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna make that happen one day. You just tell me when, and we'll do it. Okay, baby. All right, brother. See you.
Apparently there are a thousand or so Pirates fans that have signed a petition saying that the team needs to be sold to an owner who actually cares about the city. Joe, let me bring you on for this. What in the world would a petition do to actually force the Pirates' hand? I mean, that's the dumbest thing. I think the real action would be not going to games. The real action would be not watching on TV. Even that won't affect anything all that much. Yeah, position's not going to really cut it. I think you have to uh, do what what you just said there and try to hit him in the wallet and boycott as best you can, but I'm not sure what good that does. It's, it's so frustrating because there's not much to do, much to be done. No, we kind of just sit here and we get taken advantage of. Really? Uh, there's nothing else we can do. There's nothing we can really do beyond not being interested in the Pirates, and that's the route that I've decided to take, and that's the route that I'd like to see Pirates fans take. Don't go to games. Don't watch on TV. It's the only way to make a difference, and I suppose even then it doesn't make that big of a difference. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Last chance for you to weigh in on the conversation today. That's four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. If you're in for a laugh, if you want to laugh, you want to chuckle. Imagine a circumstance where a minority owner walks into Art Rooney the Second's office and says, "Hey, Art." I think you should fire Mike Tom. Good luck with that. There's a report out now, a couple of outlets are running it, that there are a number of Steelers minority owners who are fed up with Tom and would like to see him go. This reeks of a college town when you've got boosters going to the board and saying, we don't like Coach X. Or Coach F. Or, frankly, Kevin Sumlin. This is what happened with Kevin Sumlin. And it happens all the time in college sports. The boosters say, we don't like this guy. And in those circumstances, a lot of times they carry some weight because they've donated cash and they actually have real power. Minority owners don't have any power when it comes to the Steelers. They're not affecting any legitimate change. It's not happening. And then think about this. Think about that guy, whichever minority owner that it may be who walks in and says to our Rooney the second, I think Mike Tama needs to go. That guy's getting ripped a new one because that guy's the leaker. Sounds like a personal problem. But that's the guy who leaked to the press that they're pissed about the way that this team is being run in the direction of the Steelers organization from the head coach on down. Uh, I think that there's a couple of ways you can look at the Tomlin situation. You can look at it, A, as somebody who is rational, or B, someone who is irrational. The rational folks, like myself, very rational guy, Jerry Dulac, Dale Lawley walking in now. Did you get a hot dog there, Dale? That's Oh, sheets two for one. Hell yeah. They're not getting their steak tonight, apparently, uh, for Stefan Tuitt coming in at 7 o'clock. There are rational people and there are irrational people. The rational people say, we'd like to see some changes, and Mike Tomlin's got some things to improve upon. The irrational people say, well, Mike Tomlin's got to go. Because Mike Tomlin ain't going anywhere. And if you're a minority owner who walks into Art Rooney II's office saying, yo, 
we need to fire this guy. A, he's going to laugh in your face. And B, he's going to say, you're the leaker. You're the one who went to the press and said that you weren't happy with Mike Tomlin. It might work that way in Cleveland. It does not work that way here in Pittsburgh. It does not. So spoiler alert, that's not happening. But for you irrational people out there who suggest that Mike Tomlin needs to be canned, why are you even having the conversation? Because it's not going to happen. Nor should it. As I mentioned, 33rd all-time in wins, 15th winning percentage. Second currently in winning percentage behind only Bill Belichick, who's the greatest, perhaps, of all time. Hmm. Hmm. He's not going anywhere, nor should he. Now, if you want Todd Haley to walk out the door, contracts expired, and you just want to see change, fine. As for Keith Butler, I defended him not so well yesterday because I was still frothing. I was still upset. That tells you how thoroughly the Steelers got beat, though, on Sunday, when if you write about the offensive coordinator, people bitch and say you should have written about the defensive coordinator. And if I had written about the defensive coordinator, people would have bitched and said I should have written about the offensive coordinator. But here's my defense of Keith Butler. Last year, the Steelers had to play a lot of young people. Artie Burns, Sean Davis, Javon Hargrave. With Dick LeBeau, how would that have gone? Would he have simplified things? Would he have made them easy for the young players to have learned? That wasn't really the way things got done here when he was here. But Keith Butler did simplify the defense, and these guys came in, and they played, and I thought they played well. Now, maybe they didn't play up to expectations now this year. Artie Burns had some ups and downs. Sean Davis I didn't think was great. Javaron Hargrave, again, ups and downs. And that's certainly an area worth criticizing, I suppose. But you've also got to consider what happened to Ryan Shazier and how that affects the defense, and they never really found a way to replace him because, uh, duh, he's irreplaceable. Sean Spence, off the street, not going to be good enough. Tyler Matakovich, as Mike Tomlin calls him, not Ryan Shazier. LJ Fort, fine football player, but not Ryan Shazier. So for the defense to collapse in the second half isn't something that's all that surprising to me, nor should it be for you. Now, do you expect to be better than giving up, what, 31 points against Blake Bortles in the playoffs? Yeah, you do. But I'm not getting rid of Keith Butler. I want continuity there, and I want the young players to grow another year under the scheme. So that ain't happening. What angered me most today was to crook and phony, Ben Roethlisberger said that There's not a sneak in the playbook, and he does not have the option to call for one at the line. I don't know what to believe there. They haven't run one in 40 games. He's 18 for 19, according to Aditi Kinkwala, in quarterback sneaks throughout his career. I do know he hasn't run one in 40 games. I don't know why that's the case, and that's what frustrates me. Because Ben goes on that show today with Crook and Baloney, and he says, I would run the sneak. I'm okay with running the sneak. Well, if that's true, why is it not in the playbook? Someone's got to explain that to me. And if Ben Roethlisberger is full of it and he doesn't want to run it, then someone else should say that. There's a reason why it's not happening. And I realized that this was a minute detail, but it was a minute detail in a game that was there for the Steelers to win on a number of occasions. All right, it's time for the hottest take of the day. There you go. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day.
West Virginia just lost back-to-back basketball games to good teams. But they're the best team in the country, baby. How about that? How's that for a hot take? All right, I don't really believe that. In fact, last night was a kick in the balls. Choke job. They lost? I know! Dale's in here. He's shocked. Dale thought that I was serious with my West Virginia take because, hey, if they won, why not make that claim, right? But they lost. No, they totally blew it down the stretch. They got into foul trouble, and they turned the ball over 11 times in the second half. They totally peed down their leg. But they're good enough to beat Kansas because they were up by 16. If you're up by 16 against someone, you could beat them. They're up by 11 against Texas Tech on Saturday. Got to get better there. The hot take is this. It's not so much a take as much as it's an admission. I'm dead inside. I used to be a Pirates fan. Loved baseball. I understand the economics of baseball. I understand why Andrew McCutcheon would get moved. I understand why Garrett Cole would get moved. But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. And then the Steelers lose and... Admittedly, I don't care about them the way that I did when I was younger, but I still want to see them succeed. That's a kick in the nuts. So I look southward to Huggy Bear, to the one man in my life other than my father that I really, truly love. And that basketball team lets me down on Saturday up by 11 points. I love Dale, too. That's a good point. And then 16 points yesterday. Had the makings of a good night. Had the makings really of a therapy session. That's what that was going to be. It was going to be therapy. I sat down. I had beer. And I poured it into a glass. I was really doing a, doing myself a treat. You have the dog under one arm. The beer in the other hand. Wife's upstairs. She's watching the good doctor. Whatever the hell it was last night. West Virginia coasts to halftime with a 12-point lead. They get up by 16. You're feeling really good about yourself. And then, no, you're not. Dead inside. Soulless. Bad weekend for Pittsburgh sports fans. And then you look ahead to the Pittsburgh Penguins. When's the next time they play? Maybe they're a little ray of hope. And they play at 10 o'clock at night and not until Wednesday. So I guess we're all going to be depressed until Wednesday then, huh? There was really not a take there, but we liked the production anyhow. So that was the hottest take of the day. I got it. That was the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. Joe, how much longer do I have to talk? Minute and 45. Minute 45. I'm a little, little, I'm a little dumb with all this. Let, pull Dale's mic up. He's... Is the mic, is microphone on? Put the mic. Put put you put the microphone up in your face. I got the microphone. Yeah, put the microphone up in your face. You know, Adam, why the Pirates made the trade now as they're getting ready to head to spring training as opposed to a month or two ago? Because the Steelers lost a playoff game. No, they made the trade so they could actually sell some season tickets. What's that have to do with anything? Well, the season tickets were already no, no, sold. No. Now the people have those season tickets in hand. And they have no reason to go watch the team. Had they done this in the, oh. in, the in the off season, they sell about a thousand season tickets for the oh, season. Oh, that's a great point. That's a great point. I understand why you'd trade Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole. Oh, it had to be done. It did. Am I allowed to be sad about it though? Yeah, you can be sad about it. What well, What did you tweet me yesterday? You told me to stop. What was I supposed to stop? Because I said a lot of things. I'll tell you when you, when we're off the air. 
Uh oh. <laughs> the hell did I do? I don't want to offend anybody. Oh no. <laughs> Was I pulling my snowflake BS again? Probably. Oh, son of a gun. Coming up next, Dale Lolly, Jerry Dulac. Stefan Tuitt, he gonna be here? No, he's not gonna be here? Okay. I shouldn't have done that. I should have done what the Pirates did. I should have said he was gonna be here. Ignorance could have been my shield. And then people would have tuned in. Now no one's gonna listen. That's just, I'm just kidding. I'll listen on my drive home. Dale Lolly. Jerry Dulac next. I'm back tomorrow, 4 o'clock until 7. If my soul has healed, it's a Crowley show. I'm so amped up, I'm doing the East Street Shuffle.